Well, I know I was looking the other day, and thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, they. Uh, I did Lucario because Lucario is my favorite. Okay. But they had the other ones, but it came with like a little LED light in it. But the LED only lasted for like a day, and then after a day, it was so dim that because what it would do is it would shine up like through the Pokeball, and it would make the like holographic image in there have a color. It, but it stopped working. So. Just saying. Anyways. Alright. Yeah, we get this thing a go in. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, welcome to End of the Woods. Uh, like, a podcast that me and my buddy are decided to make, like, just to have a good time. And, like, talk about things that are relevant. Things that we enjoy. Uh. Like there's there's a website that you you put your podcast to, and then once you put your podcast to it, then it like will upload it to sites. And so I think that you can choose where it gets uploaded to, but different sites go to different places. So you can do it to one site that's specifically Spotify. And that's probably what I'll do just because. Well, the good thing is, is that we can take as many takes as we want. <laughs> no, don't stress it. Don't stress it. Okay, I'll start with the introduction anyway. What's up, guys? What? Yeah. Yeah, I already have. It. I have it running. <laughs> okay. Um. What's up, guys, man? This is a podcast that me and my buddy are deciding to make called Into the Woods. Uh, and the and the goal for this whole thing, like the whole idea, the whole concept behind it, is that, uh, you know, like going to the woods or like a campfire, it's just like a place where you can just get together with your buds and just talk and hang out and have a good time. And, uh, man, that's really what we want. Um, like, I want this to be something that people can come to and just kind of laugh. Like, I don't want it to be too serious. Uh, I want us to be more jokingly about the whole thing. Um, but yeah, man, welcome to Into the Woods. So today, our first topic, we're going to be talking about the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. Rowdy, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, it's Rowdy. Uh, this is Rowdy Burns. You know, just go. Okay. 
Hey, it's uh, it's Rowdy. You know, I'm just a dude here to make a video, and except you know, you can't see the video, but I'll see it. Um, but yeah, we're just here to have a good time. Welcome to the woods. Enjoy the fire. Get some hot coffee, or chocolate coffee. You know, however you like it. But here you go. Dude, that is <laughs> far too perfect of an introduction. Uh yeah man this is my buddy Rowdy um I'm Clayton man we're both we're both here in Texas um we're near the Dallas region if any of y'all are out there uh, um man so Spider Man movie right we'll get back on topic here um what's your favorite thing about it what was what'd you like about it thing I like about that Spider Man movie uh they kept all the original actors that was the best part. But they also made a story to where it wasn't your classic who done it. It was a story of rise and falls. I laughed and I cried. You know, I really cried whenever Aunt May died. But oh sorry. <laughs> so, no spoilers, sorry. Um it has to be spoilers. It's talking about the movie. Oh uh, well yeah, he said it has to be spoilers <laughs> talking about the movie. But yeah. Anyway, Aunt May died and I was like, damn. Dude, I think Okay, so on that scene, right, where Aunt May died, I don't know about you, but for me, I thought that that scene was really rushed. And so, like, the, the reason the reason of it why was, like, I don't know, it just seemed super sudden, you know? And I know that, like, well, that's kind of, like, all death is sudden, of course. But, like, the, you know, like, if you have the Tobey Maguire or the Andrew Garfield um, like whenever whenever Uncle Ben dies, like well, first of all, you kind of already know that that's coming. Um, but I don't know. It it was always like, it just felt super duper rushed to me. I don't know. Like with the Green Goblin just coming in there and then throwing a grenade and then Aunt May was dead. I was like, but why? Like why why is this a good time to to kill off May? So yeah yeah. Maybe it was to show the fact that uh, we've never seen Aunt May die before. So the fact that it just happened and the fact of how quick it was, it was, it wasn't to show us and get it, we, it was to show that there was no preparation for it. They wanted to just have us be emotionally bawling our eyes out for the fact that he was, it was a man against the world and they were trying to gun him down while he's trying to say goodbye to Aunt May. Terrible. Yeah, no, that's true. Also, y'all, this is like the most scuffed setup that <laughs> y'all will will ever hear. Um, we're legitimately just passing this mic <laughs> back and forth <laughs> to each one of us as we're talking because we only have one at the moment, but we'll work on that in the future. Uh, yeah, but uh. No, dude, like, so, once you get more to the end of the film, I feel like it starts to make sense. Because, like, you see that cool transition to where Peter Parker finally goes from being 
not Spider Boy, like not Spider Teen, but Spider Man. And so I I I really loved that. Um I really love that aspect of it. I think it had a lot of scenes in the movie that were had like a lot of emotional weight to it. Like especially the scene where Peter I think is on like the roof of the school and then the other two Tobies come and they're like, "Hey, like don't become vengeful." Like, don't start doing all that. Like, we've already went down that path, and we didn't like it. Uh, so I, I did really enjoy those. I don't know. I just, with May specifically, I felt like I wanted, like, it, I think it still would have been fine if she died in that movie. Like, I think it was fine wh- where it happened, but I, I feel like it could have done a little bit of a better job. Now, I'm more a little bit negative. I always like to focus on the negatives. But at the very at the very end of the movie, with everything that we see and Peter kind of like blossoming <coughs> into like this new, like it seems like it's a fresh start for him. Exa- not ha, no pun intended. Uh, but it like it truly does. It seems like this is like a big um, stepping stone in the life of Peter. And so I I did like how May contributed to it in the end. Just specifically with the death, I felt rushed. Well, what else? Like, was there anything else you had on that? Yeah, really. Um, the greatest thing that I really, I the death of May. Uh, you know, the fact that death of May had to, you know, give up what his true like desire was in the moment in the heat of battle of wanting to kill the, almost said the Joker, wrong <laughs> universe, the of the Goblin. Um. You know, he had to give up. There was a lot of self-sacrifice in this. He, like, selflessly decided to restart everything. And he ended up with nothing. Yet, he still has the satisfaction and gratitude. The fact that everyone's safe. That's that's a hero. That is what became Spider-Man. He really matured in this movie. Exactly. exactly. And, and that's what I love so much about it. Okay, dude. On, on to this. Have you heard some of the uh like fan theories that people are coming out with talking about what ev- like what Spider-Man's doing no <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> so like there's this big theory going around right now about like okay well what happened to you know because Peter's like hey strange like erase everybody's memory of me so that it's like I never existed like that's what Doctor Strange says he's like it It'll be like you never existed. Well, a lot of people are saying, like, okay, well, like, what about his birth certificate? Like, what about legal documents? Like, what about things that he has to have? Like, the boy got an apartment, and so you can't get your apartment without, like, some sort of, uh, like, you have to have some form of credit for the most part, or you have to have, like, you have to have some sort of identification. Like, they're not just going to give it to you with no identification. So, like, what about all of those things? So... But then also, it's um, in, there was a. Do you know who Matt Pat is? He does film theory. He came out with a good video, and I was watching it the other day. But he was talking about how there's like two types of ways um, of information that it can be remembered, and so you got to watch it because it's a little bit confusing. But it's like if anybody like knew Spider Man because of Peter. Then I may be super botching this. I feel like I'm super botching this, but um, like he was using Happy as an example, like Happy knew Spider-Man first before he knew Peter, 
right? Because like that's how. So that's why like whenever he s- saw Peter and stuff, he didn't really know who exactly it was. Um, but he knew that their relationship with May was through Spider Man, because it was like once that he met Spider Man, then like May got involved. But he doesn't know right now. Like it's really it's really confusing. It doesn't make all that much sense. You kind of understand what I'm saying? I do. Okay. <coughs> But yeah, I thought that was really cool, and it was it was like, well, so, you know, like, what does the future look like for Ned and MJ now? Because they know each other, right? Like, they know each other, but that was something that Peter initiated. Like, they knew each other through Peter. So, like, why do they still have that relationship? Is it like they went through those same things together, and all they remember is, like, Spider-Man being there? So, like, when they went to, like, Venice on that trip, you know? Do they do they remember like fighting um, like Mysterio and all that coming in and that Spider Man was there? They just don't remember Peter or like what like what is your hot take on that? You know that's actually uh that that's a brain buster. I really don't know, but it could be like maybe strange. He could have made another universe when it and that went into the multiverse. Because there's an infinite amount, what's another one going to do? But if that were the case, there would have been more alterations than just knowing Spider-Man or not knowing Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Um, Really, I I don't know how that would have, that interaction between May, or like just relationships in general, don't know how that would have happened without Peter Parker. I feel like they just wanted to give that emotional pull for the viewers, although it left a bunch of loopholes, there was still uh, there was still that satisfaction for the hero to to gain whatever he was trying to gain. Don't know what I said. Brain <laughs> broke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, dude, for me at least, there was one scene in particular that I thought was was super funny. Um, okay, now this movie is, like, chock full of funny scenes, right? Like, I, I love it. Um, but at the same, at the same time, there was one that stood out to me, and that was whenever Andrew Garfield come, comes in, <laughs> and, M- and MJ <laughs> and Ned are sitting there, and they're like, all right, I prove that you're Spider-Man, and he's like, Okay, and he just jumps up, and you just hear, <laughs> as he sticks to the ceiling. MJ's like, that's, n- yeah, yeah, and MJ's like, that's not enough. That's not enough. I need you to crawl around on the ceiling for me. And then he's like, this is more than enough. Like, why do you need anything more than this? Dude, I think it was, honestly, like, what made me laugh the hardest was just the sound that it made, like, whenever his fingers stuck to the ceiling. It's just. <laughs> it was perfect. And then she like throws the bread at him, and after she throws the bread at him, she's like, "Oh, what? I thought, do you have the tingle thing?" It's like, "Yes, I have the tingle thing. It just doesn't work with bread." <laughs> and then she throws another roll at him. Uh, did you have a scene that was like one of the funnier ones to you? <laughs> no, no, I'm, uh, you know, actually, I kind of did. Um. I think it was a uh, well. Actually, you know, the best part of the scene for me uh, when I saw it in theaters, um, 
It was like it's actually right when that scene described. It was when Garfield, you know, it did yeah. started walking around, and then as soon as he jumped down because the mystery man was coming through another portal, uh-huh. uh, the theater went black, and like the whole like you know, so we had like a thirty minute wait before I actually saw the rest of it again. Oh uh, that no. yeah, oh no indeed. <laughs> that was my favorite part because. <laughs> I mean, I had work at next day. <laughs> uh, worked the next day, you know. I it was like already midnight. Uh, I had to wake up at four thirty. I got a little snooze in. It was kind of nice. You know, the best part about that though. Sorry, not forget the movie. I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm walking out of the theater, right? With me and like eighteen buds. Before that. Uh, these guys from high school, they're all, they've all been friends for years now, but we, you know, before that we went to Snuffers, and we got two gallons, or no, sorry, two half gallons of, uh, margarita, one frozen, one just shaken and stirred, and, uh, anyway, they come in milk jugs, so, anyway, we couldn't, or, you know, between the six of us, we couldn't finish that before the movie, so we decided to take it with us, you know, we we're gonna sneak this mug in the movie, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, uh, didn't happen, I was a smart man. But here's the kicker. Uh, after the movie, you know, everyone's feeling pretty good. You know, settle down. They can finally see after that blackout. And <laughs> then, and then you know, we're uh, walking out. And we're, I go up to the parking garage. Human turd sitting there in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I, I just hop off the elevator, look to my left. They're just in the corner. I didn't know what to do. You I just. Cinemark? Where have you been? I went to Cinemark. I went to Cinemark, yeah. It was. <laughs> I mean, I I thought I thought you know where we were was a pretty decent you know living habitual place, <laughs> but uh, apparently people have no decency anymore. Dude, all right. Speaking of people having no decency, pet peeve. Okay, this also relates to the movie because this was my movie experience. No, no, it was not. It was not turds. Okay, dude. So hear me out. Here's what's going on. All right, big pet peeve. So. We go, so I take I take my fiance and her sister to this movie, and so we all go, uh, we all go, we sit down, we get our seats, we got there like two hours early, because we wanted to get the best seats, and like this movie theater uh, is one of the very few that you can go to without having to like reserve your seats. You just get there early, and then you get your seat, which I prefer that better, because I don't like it when I go to... I get somewhere like two to three hours early, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, all the tickets were sold a month ago. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. So we go, we sit down, and, dude, the movie, like, starts up, we're like 10 to 15 minutes into this movie, and this Mexican family comes in there, and, bro, they got, like, eight kids, all right? They got, there's, like, eight people that come strolling up. And so at first, I'm like, it's whatever. Now, keep in mind, like, this is the day after the movies came out. So a lot of people are currently at this theater trying to watch this movie. So when eight people stroll in 15 minutes late, like, they were just standing in the aisle for, like, another five to ten minutes trying to find seats. Well, anyway, like, the row behind me just so happened to be practically empty. And so, dude, this uh, this Hispanic dad and his kid were sitting behind me, and I was like, hey, man, that's perfectly fine, except for the kid was talking Spanish the entire movie. 
And, dude, I had to go back and see it a second time. I had to go back and see it a second time because the first time, like, I couldn't focus because I just – the kid kept on speaking Spanish. So, like, it happened consistently throughout the movie, but there would be lulls to where, like, he wouldn't be talking. But the thing was is, like, the dad never told him to stop. Like, the dad never told the kid the – Yeah, yeah, no, so that's the thing. So, like, so the – uh the kid like is in a different seat for the majority of the movie but towards the end the dad picks up the kid and then puts him in my chair or puts it um, that would be weird <laughs> he puts him in his chair so he's sitting in his lap well like by the time this happens this is like around whenever you start to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come into the scene yeah so that's that's whenever they start getting into the scene and so dude the kid just starts kicking the back of my seat and, like, he does it for the rest of the movie, dude. And whenever I got out of there, I was so I was so furious. I was like, bro. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, bro, like, the, the kid doing what he did, like, I'm not frustrated at that. Like, that's understandable. Like, it's a child, you know? Like, I'm sure that we all did that. But, like, if you're the parent, you got to say something. Because the alternative is me turning around and choke slamming the father for not saying anything. So, like, Cal was right beside me, which is my fiance, and I was like, dude, I'm about to throw, like, a huge fit. I was like, I paid for three people to get in here, right? Got here two hours early, and I bought all of our concessions and stuff. Like, that's a lot of money, and I got here early. So to have people that, like, walk in, like, 15 minutes late and then disrupt the entire experience, oh, dude, that makes me so mad. <laughs> that makes me so frustrated. But anyways, that was that was my movie experience, extravaganza. But I went and I saw it again. I saw it again on Christmas Day, and I brought my nephews, and we went to the same theater, but this time... Um, they put us in a different theater. It was smaller, but they had reclining seats. And they were all spaced out, so nobody could kick my chair unless they were eight feet tall. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so there's there's not a lot, not that many tall people, like that tall. I don't know any eight-foot people walking around. I got stuffed by an eight-foot dude once playing <laughs> basketball. Right, uh, it was pretty cool at first. Uh, and then, like, you know, then everyone started dogging on me, and I, <laughs> so I just left. It was quite embarrassing, but it made me the man who I am now, you know, the joke. Well, I, I say joke because I'm pretty cool. I'm, I'm a pretty cool joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking of cool jokes, uh, I, dang, I was hoping to make one. Anyway, what... What didn't you like about the movie? What uh, what didn't you like, and like, what do you think could have improved besides your experience itself? What about the movie? Okay. So, I'm gonna start off here with the positive. I'm gonna start off with the things that I did really like about this movie. So, first of all, um, I love the fact that they got to bring the other Spider-Mans into it. I thought that that was amazing. Um, and I liked that the Spider-Mans, like, kind of gave you some insight into how things have been for them, like, what's progressed in their life. So, like, you have three different people here. <coughs> so you have Tom Holland Spider-Man, who's kind of, like, in his infancy. Do you have something? No. Nope, oh. 
okay. So you have, you have Tom Holland Spider Man, who's like in the infancy of like he has this relationship that he's pursuing. Um, like they're not engaged yet or anything, so it's not super serious. But like that's where he's at. Then you have Andrew Garfield, who like he had just realized that he was gonna like marry this girl. Like this is love of his life, you know. Like he was like, you know, you're my path. Like wherever you go, that's where I'm gonna go. And then, you know, a couple scenes later, you have the tragic death of Gwen Stacy. And then Peter has to live with that. Because in his brain, it's like, well, I killed Gwen and I killed Uncle Ben. And so that's that's a heavy burden to bear. Um, but then you have Toby, who's kind of, like, found a little bit of a balance in life. Like, he's experienced similar things to the other. Like, <laughs> instead of it being his, you know, his girlfriend, like, his best friend died for him, who he feels responsible for that. Um you know, having the black suit Spider-Man and then coming in there and just beating the snot out of Harry Osborne. And then also feeling responsible for the death of Uncle Ben. But he has kind of found a balance. Yeah, he's kind of the wise one. Like, he's found a balance in between, um, like, how to play Spider-Man and how to play Peter. Now, looking at Andrew, Andrew has kind of was heavy Spider-Man for a while, and he was talking about how, like, he started getting really angry and, like, he didn't want to pull his punches. And so I I really enjoyed... I really enjoyed that aspect, where they gave you some insight, but they didn't, like... Tobey Maguire didn't come in there, and then it was, like, a lot of fan service for Toby and Andrew. It was just, like, they kind of gave some quick insight to the character, but both of them were very much so supporting characters to Tom Holland's. So I loved that it didn't, like, break off Tom um, and then only focused on Toby and Andrew because it's like, oh, my gosh, cross universe, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's really awesome, but I liked how they helped Tom. So I really I really enjoyed that. Um, I think the entire production of the movie was just really good. Like, the people that they brought in, uh, I think William Defoe did an amazing job playing the Goblin again. Um, now, so here's where, where I'll get into, like, a few things that I didn't like. So, <coughs> first thing, I have I have a little bit of a beef with action movies right now because I, I feel like they kind of follow this trend to where you you have like a relationship in the show in the action film, but sometimes like they'll just only like hyper focus on that relationship and you miss out on a lot of action. So, I don't know. I went and I saw it twice, but I still felt like there was a lot of time that was spent on, like, Peter and MJ. Which is, I don't really have a problem with them spending some time on that. But, like, I really wanted action, like, quick. And and I thought that I was going to get it. Because, like, the movie starts, and, like, not long into the movie at all, it's like, bam, Doc Ock. And then, like, Doc Ock comes out, and, like, crap starts going down. I was like, yes, this is awesome. It's exactly what I want. Like, I want these people to be fighting. And then, like, William Defoe comes out, and he's like, <laughs> And he's got it, you know, and he starts, like, throwing bombs everywhere. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. This is exactly what I want in this movie. And then it's like, Doctor Strange, Magic Portal, and then Peter's freaking out of there. And I was like, no. Like, I wanted... I wanted there to be, like, I wanted that scene to be drawn out a little bit. Now, this is just my own personal wants. But, like, I really wanted um, a little bit more action in some of the scenes, I guess. Um, yeah. 
so so that's that's one point that I'll say. What did what did you have? Was there anything in particular that you just disliked about the movie, or maybe you thought could have been improved on? I hit my keys. Um, you know, uh, whenever you say all that, it, I keep hitting stuff. Whenever you say all that, it uh, like all the all the all the what you frick rowdy. <laughs> So what you were saying about, like, you know, more action and uh, less talk, you know, I was kind of the opposite. I was like, hold on, Doc Og. You just see, like, a tiny preemie child whenever the Spider-Man you were fighting before. like, And, like, Doc Og realized it, too. He was like, you're not Peter. And so at that point, I was like, yeah, guys, just, like, in my head while I was watching, I was like, just talk it out. <laughs> but, no, they didn't talk it out. Bombs started flying. And then uh, next thing I know, or, you know, we all know because – we saw it. Or if you didn't, then, you know, you're wasting your time. Not the podcast for you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So, like, and then, you know, I don't know what I was trying to say, but. Dang, have we been talking that long? Uh-huh. Oh, guys. Hey, uh, well, 30 minutes almost up. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, you have a good day. <laughs> uh. But yeah, okay. I don't know where I was headed. Train derailed. But essentially, what you I you were talking about, you liked they had more talk than action, or you were wanting more talk than action. Right. Okay. Yes. Um. So Clayton over here, he was looking for more action in that, you know, just in general. But um, I felt like we got pretty good snippets of action in itself. I wish there was some more, uh, you know, mutual understanding between these characters because they all just saw an enemy. With any within each other, except for Tom, that like that Tom Peter, Peter Tom Parker, he <laughs> he decided <laughs> he decided Peter Tom Parker Spider Man <laughs> Spider Peter anyway, <laughs> anyway he he was like trying to find understanding, and I thought that was really wise of him, and so he was trying to save everyone because he didn't you know he was also at that point um after. You know, because after that he had talked to Aunt May, and Aunt May was like, "You're not gonna just let these people die, are you?" And then, you know, guilt trip hit him, and she he gave w- him the great responsibility. yeah, sh- oh, she gave him the great responsibility talk. That's what it was. Three movies later, and we finally got it. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, he's decides he's gonna save everyone, and that ultimately, I think that decision there is what ultimately led him to have a greater self-sacrifice later on, which is what I really like. Like that, like that right there was the beginning of his maturity and sacrifice. Like he didn't want to do it at first, but he realized it was the greater good. But was it? Like, was it the better decision? Because we know from their descriptors, like, what they were talking about was happening in the movie. Uh, Like, where they were whenever they got ported there. Like, most of them were seconds away from death. So, would Peter fixing them, like, actually help? Seconds away from death and given a second chance just like that? And with someone who genuinely wants to help you, like Doc Ock, he didn't want help until he got help. And then he was, you know, there at the end to save the day. Uh, So, 
if I, I mean, if you're given a second chance just like that, even if you don't want the help, then uh, with someone who genuinely wants to help you, like, I, I think that was the self-sacrifice, you know, it was the greater good because it just, it, it took away those people, although none of them except for Doc Ock decided to, you know, Doc Ock and Sandman, they decided to, you know, when Sandman was actually cured, they, actually everyone, it was like, like, Electro too, when all those, when those three people, you know, were finally cured, uh, oh my gosh, Lucid Man too, sorry, when people were cured, that's when they were like, you know what, he was right, this was really good for me, and now we don't know what's going to happen in those other universes, they just make, need to make another movie for that, but anyway, that's, I think it was a great good at the cost of a sacrifice of someone, and that's what had to be done. Right. So, so I I guess what I'm asking here is not more of like was it a greater good, but do you think that like Peter's effort that he put forth will actually bring something? So, like for example, with Doc Ock, Doc Ock said in his thing like I had Peter by the like I had Spider Man by the throat, and then, well, I was then I was here. Well, like, if you go back and you watch Spider-Man 2, like, whenever he does that scene where he grabs Peter by the throat and he, like, pushes him into the wall, that's when his uh, fusion reactor is already starting to be overloaded. And so, like, say that he... Because I guess we're all operating under the assumption that once they get cured or fixed or whatever, they're going to get transported back to the moment that they were in. He'd get transported right back into a moment to where the f- the fusion reactor is already overloading. So he's going to make the same choice to destroy it. So why why does it matter if Peter saves him or not? Like, that was one thing that I was thinking about throughout the movie. I was like, I don't know. Like, all this kind of feels in vain a little bit almost. Like, yay, good for you, Peter. Like, you made the right decision. Um, but at the same time... I don't know, like, I was even arguing, like, well, is Peter even making the right decision? Like, I feel like tampering with time and space and doing all that, like, you're just going to be creating more problems than you are fixing. Like, everybody dies eventually, right? So, I don't know. Not like the fact that they didn't deserve the second chance, but, like, the second chance should have been like much sooner you, you, you know what i'm saying like like i feel like that should have happened like earlier so they could have actually had time to not die because i feel like they're just going to go back and then be like all right well you know thank god i'm fixed is the green goblin but a glider's coming towards my chest like <laughs> what do you do nothing uh so i don't know like what what you like what you got You know, that's actually a pretty good point right there. Didn't think about it. Um, but, you know, you know, I, you're actually pretty right. You're right about that. I didn't think about it. I don't really have much of a rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is what it is. I think that since Doc Ock, here's what I would like to think. Yeah. 
is uh, Doc Ock would uh, now, since he has control of his arms, like he is in full consciousness of himself and not being controlled by those four arms. He also now uh, has the like clarity to realize and want to stop that fusion reactor. And, you know, by the time he sees that, he'll be like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, maybe in himself, he passes on the torch to save others like his fiance or uh, like in the Spider-Man movie, too. Like, I think it was his fiance or his wife or something. The woman of his dreams, of Doc Ock's dreams, because uh, she died by a bunch of glass. Oh, well, that was way late earlier. Oops. Yeah. That was way earlier. Well, yeah, but still. But still, essentially, he could pass on the torch and save someone else in that time. And I think with the uh, clarity that Doc Ock would have, that's what he would do. Now, for William Defoe and uh, the goblin with a glider coming towards him, maybe he's like, oh. <laughs> Duck. Fuck. <laughs> 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 so, uh, maybe not luck for everyone, but um, for those, I think it was good for those who had it at that time and I don't think it was so much I mean the story wasn't so much about the villains as much as it was about uh, Peter Tom Holland Parker and uh, you know his his gain of maturity throughout that movie because obviously it left us with a cliffhanger that's coming to the fourth so let's see if this becomes Spider-Man instead of Spider-Boy with a with a spider team boy because he doesn't have a team now he is a lone wolf yeah. he is he's he's done he's he's alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, man, yeah, there are so many things to talk about with this movie. Um, I feel like we skipped a lot of stuff that happened in the beginning. Like I'm trying to think right now of like what all really even happens in the beginning like you have uh, yeah trying to get to college trying to get to MIT and then you have Peter go to yeah you have Peter go to Strange and be like hey I need you to do everything and then Strange is like did you seriously not even ask them to reconsider <laughs> yeah dude you know what I'm so curious about that they didn't really explain is like you remember that scene where like Peter forces together like those two mirror dimensions, like when um because Strange can put people into like that sort of mirror esque yeah. dimension, but there's a scene to where like he opens up a portal that's kind of making Peter like fall back and forth, but like he shoots a web and then he pulls those two things together, and then whenever he pulled the yeah like you no uh. I think Peter does. Like, Peter with the webs, like, pulls them together, and then it shatters. And then when it shatters, everything becomes, like, circles, you know? Like, <clears throat> does that frick a lot of other stuff up? Like, I'm very curious about that. Like, whenever that happened, I was like, oh, my God, the universe just exploded. Like, like, uh, does that cause some serious issues, or does it not? Because the, the whole thing about being in that little mirror dimension is like, whatever happens in the mirror dimension stays in the mirror dimension. Like, Doctor Strange has full control, so maybe, I don't know, he can control something in there. Uh, I don't know, I was just super curious about well, what happens with that. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to decipher this type of labyrinth you have just conundrumed created 
I thought the movie was pretty good. I would go see it again. You know, I'd give it like if we're giving it like a, a three thumbs up out of like, like one out of ten. Uh, like a one out of ten of a thumbs up. I'd give it a like a seven if I had seven. No, I'm just kidding. I would give it probably like a nine if I had nine. Probably. Maybe like a eight point nine solid, you know. But we round up anyway. Yeah. America. America. <laughs> <laughs> dude um overall i think i would probably give this movie like a solid eight like the very first time that i saw it with everything i couldn't focus and so i gave it like a six um but going back and watching it like there were so many lines that they said that like referenced an older movie like william defoe being like i'm something of a scientist myself Cause like the first time that he, the first time that he meets Peter and like Harry's introducing him, you know, that Harry is like, you know, Peter, something of a genius, and then you know, uh, Norman's like, you know, something of a scientist myself. So I, I really loved like small little like cameos like that that kind of pointed back to the old movies. Speaking of cameos, who the frick? What the frick was Matt Murdock doing in there? Bro, for real? Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Oh my, this. Thank you for bringing that up, Matt Murdock. I am so glad he was in there. If y'all hadn't seen the Netflix adaptation of Daredevil, highly recommend. Definitely go see Punisher as well. But the f- I, I mean, Matt Murdock being in there with the same you know actor, definitely, definitely was really good because he also just showed off his little skill to to Peter Parker, who I guess Matt Murdock assumed was Spider-Man because he just, like, you know, he's a blind man, but he blindly, pun intended. How did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> exactly. He's a really good lawyer. He just, I mean, it was great. Oh, uh, yeah, man, I totally forgot about that. Um bro because it's so quick like it happened like it happens yeah i was mind blown just didn't see it coming but i'm glad i did unlike matt (laughs) bro that's messed up man you can't help that he's blind also he can do some really cool stuff oh (laughs) 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 oh my gosh man oh yeah dude well um, for those of you guys who have been sticking around and just kind of been hanging out with us, like, thank you so much, um, for tuning in and just kind of being a part of this conversation with us. Um, and we will see you next time when we go into the woods. Uh, gotta be careful where you fall. Because, because that's another funny line in the movie. <laughs>